BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. and welcome to another episode of the Dream Bigger podcast. Can you believe we're 11 episodes in already? Time flies. I feel like I just launched the podcast yesterday when in fact it's been almost three months, which is just crazy. Speaking of, we're also knee deep into the holiday season, which also seems crazy considering it was summer like yesterday. Since the holidays are all about giving, I wanted to remind you guys that I'm giving away a goodie bag of my favorite beauty products to everyone who subscribes to and reviews the podcast. Just send me a screenshot to sifa.h91 at gmail.com. Guys, your reviews are super important because they're what indicate to iTunes that you enjoy this podcast. So please, please, if you have a minute and feel like this podcast brings you value, don't forget to leave it a review. Today's guest is one that I know you guys are really going to love. I'm chatting with my friend Jordana Hart, who's a holistic nutritionist and founder of the blog and Instagram account iHeartNutrition, which is centered around wellness and healthy eating. At the same time, Jordana is a big proponent of balance. You're going to hear her say everything in moderation a lot in this interview. What I love about her is that she's not going to tell you not to eat that bowl of cheesy pasta when you're out for dinner. So she's a holistic nutritionist who is very much realistic. Jordana and I talk about all things nutrition, including how to create satiating meals, probiotics, fiber, what to do if you're someone who has a ton of after work drinking commitments, and so much more. Guys, This episode is juicy. It's full of so much information that I can barely contain my excitement. So without further ado, let's welcome Jordana Hart. Okay, Jordana, go ahead and introduce yourself to our listeners. Hi guys, my name is Jordana Hart and I'm a holistic nutritionist and run the health and wellness blog, I Heart Nutrition. Amazing. So let's start from the beginning. What got you interested in nutrition? Okay. Um... To be honest, I don't know where it came from. I feel like I've always had sort of this, I don't know, I've always been to the idea of health and wellness. I'm not sure I always understood what that actually meant. Yeah. Um, But for me, it used to be just like living an active lifestyle, being on sports teams, growing up. And I feel like the moment I learned how to cook, that Mm -hmm. sort of like was my light bulb moment when I realized I I could create healthier versions of traditional recipes. So that's sort of like years ago how it kind of took off. Mm -hmm. And then 
in university, I always had a plan to go to law school. Mm -hmm. And thankfully, I decided to take one year off after graduating and go to school to become a nutritionist. Wow. And do a one-year program. Yeah. Thanks. Um, I think for me, I was always personally interested because Mm -hmm. I had bad skin, acne-prone skin. Um, I can never... Like, honestly, I almost (laughs) don't believe you. I don't believe that you don't believe me. Like, your skin looks so good. That's so nice. (laughs) I I feel like that was always such an insecurity for me. And... Which is crazy that you feel like I have good skin. I appreciate it. But I was always interested in um, helping to fix my skin through food and wellness. Mm -hmm. And then, yeah, that... That's sort of like what my personal journey. I think it's incredible that you kind of like caught on to that at such a young age because I remember when I was like 21, 22, like graduated from college, I had no idea that like my skin was impacted by food. Like this was a realization that came to me when I was like 25, 20, like yeah, 25, I would say like two, three years ago. I feel like whenever someone has something that personally really, really impacts them, Mm -hmm. that motivates them to do a ton of research. So that's sort of how it it came about. I remember being on different acne medications, mm. putting different creams on my face, mm. and it still wasn't so helpful. Right. And it doesn't mean that just changing my diet fixed everything. There's ob- obviously so many different factors. A hundred percent. But diet does, of course, like have Completely. such. I mean, like I think your body is just everything is so connected, and like, it, like it's a shame that I realized that it's like. <laughs> so late you know like 24 25 like as opposed to earlier like I I think I would have made different lifestyle choices but it's incredible that you caught on so quick thank you I feel like even now my skin is cleared up but the like I I could tell that my food completely impacts my skin health oh my god so many other things yeah a hundred percent like if I eat shit like like oh my god like literally my skin like I have like a puffy face after it's just it's crazy it's For insane sure. so what was your first job like after nutrition school like well tell me about your career okay so not gonna lie I graduated as a nutritionist was super pumped about it and couldn't find a job I remember applying to all of these different companies it wasn't working out for me and I started seeing clients and it was really really challenging mm-hmm. because no one feels that confident working with an inexperienced nutritionist. Mm. So even though I felt like I knew what I was doing, Mm. it was really challenging. So I hustled my ass off. I connected with like anyone I knew to tell them what I was up to. I'd go into gyms. I'd go into different wellness studios, offer my services for free just to kind of get my name out there. That's actually why I started my Instagram handle. That was going to be my next question. Yeah. Okay, cool. I didn't realize that that would ever have to do with creating like a social brand for me it was more about number one channeling my passion for health and wellness creating recipes and putting Mm -hmm. it like on some type of platform so people Um, could see yeah for people to see and then for people to see oh I kind of like what she's making maybe I'd see her as a client so that's kind of how it it took off in that way yeah like I didn't put time or effort into my Instagram it was really just a passion 
That's amazing. I feel like so many amazing accounts, including like mine, that's kind of my story as well. Like I didn't start with the motive of like, oh, you know, I'm going to be like, this is going to be my bread and butter by any means. Like it was just something that happened as a result of passion. And I think like I see that with you. I see that with so many other amazing people that I know. Thank you. Oh, but going back to answer your question, Uh um, I ended up working for a natural pharmaceutical company for about a year, uh-huh. and that was awesome because I got to learn so much more about like probiotics, fish oils, different supplements. Mm-hmm. Um, shortly after working there, I realized, you know what, this probably isn't for me, mm-hmm. and I moved on to just be more with clients. Okay. Um, and then I ended up working in an, a private eating disorder clinic for about three and a half-ish years. And long time. yeah, long time. I loved it. It was really interesting work. Um, but in that time I realized I wanted to also work on my private practice as well as my personal brand. So mm-hmm. I realized it was time to kind of leave that job and do it on my own. So that was just like a year and a half ago. That's yeah. I mean, that's amazing. <laughs> I like, I knew you still when like you were just quitting, right? Really? Like, yeah, yeah. Oh I think so. Like, yeah. Cause we met like about what a year and a half like I think that's, just around that time yeah that's crazy that it's crazy so um basically like when you decided you wanted to work more in your own private practice you like had your client base and like I guess like people also you met through iHeart Nutrition as well like is that how it worked yeah so when I left the eating disorder clinic I wasn't allowed to take one client so that was kind of challenging because I was forced to kind of start from scratch. Yeah. But I kind of felt like once I put that energy out there and sent out that message, mm. thankfully clients came my way. Yeah. Wow, that's amazing. So talk to me about dieting. Um, obviously, I don't think you believe in like fad diets, but what is your approach to eating? Okay. So this is such an interesting question. Mm. Um, even though I don't specialize in eating disorders anymore Mm. my focus now is all about like body positivity and creating a healthy relationship with food in the Mm. body because what I've realized is 99% of women have some type of issue with food Mm. and some type of issue with body we kind of live in this society where everyone wants to lose weight and everyone's hypersensitive about their bodies Mm. and then there's this new phase of like don't worry about your body. Don't worry about food. Just eat whatever you want. That's okay. So for me, it's kind it's of like fun. that balance. Yeah, it's all about balance. So when I think about my approach to food, it's everything in moderation. Mm-hmm. And what I believe to be like, I'm all about having freedom with food. And to me, freedom with food um, includes having an understanding about nutrition. So For me, I don't believe in dieting. I believe in being really sensible with what you put into your body. So my approach generally is eating mostly whole foods. Um, I'm not someone who's vegan or vegetarian. Mm -hmm. I eat meat. I eat fish. Um, I try to limit my dairy intake, things like that. Do you you want me to get more specific? Yes. (laughs) Okay, so for me, like what a healthy diet is, is balancing your three macronutrients which Mm -hmm. is fat protein and carbohydrates so there's no healthy diet in my opinion that omits one of those food groups Mm -hmm. in my opinion it it just doesn't work but everybody is is kind of sensitive to those so some people notice they do best when they don't 
when they avoid carbohydrates. It doesn't mean avoiding it completely, but they notice they're really sensitive or weight sensitive mm -hmm. to carbohydrates. Some people do best when they limit um, healthy fats. It doesn't mean not eating healthy fats. It's just being aware that your body um, like is sensitive to it, for example. Mm -hmm. For me, my happy my happy like place with my body and my diet is um, three meals a, three meals a day and about two snacks a day. So that kind of looks different every day, but really my main focus is making sure to eat really good quality protein three times a day, maybe at my snacks too, and really good quality fats. And then in terms of carbohydrates, for me I've noticed I don't need to eat them at every meal. I do best having them maybe once a day. Um, and someone could hear that and say, oh my God, she doesn't eat carbs, but I look so, at... So wait, <laughs> give me an example of okay. what you mean by carbs. Like okay. So carbohydrates really means anything from the ground. Mm -hmm. So that could mean pasta, whether it be chickpea pasta, brown rice pasta, quinoa pasta, or white pasta. Mm -hmm. It could mean bread. It could mean crackers, mm -hmm. sweet potato, quinoa. It even means beans and fruit. Okay. So you have that, you're saying that like once a day you're good with... You know what? I would say I... I don't, even though fruit is a carbohydrate, mm. I don't consider fruit in the category, I, even though it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I see Like I see what you mean, though, yeah. So more so, I have like one starchy carb a day. Got it, okay. And that's really not strict. If I'm in the mood to have more, I'll have more. Yeah. If I'm at a restaurant and I feel like a bowl of pasta and I already had toast for breakfast, I'll absolutely get the pasta for dinner. So for me, I kind of have my guidelines in my head, um, but I'm pretty balanced about it. Because I find that the moment you kind of tell yourself you're on a diet, mm -hmm. you want everything that you can't have. Yeah, I mean, it's just, just like, I think it's psychology, right? For sure. And like, I think it's so important to know your body and like treat it with love and respect and trust yourself. Like, I think once you're educated about nutrition, like, you almost don't want to eat like foods that are going to make you feel really terrible. Like, it's sure. fine to like, you know, treat yourself, but you're not going to want to eat pizza and pasta every meal of the day if you know that that breaks you out, you know? For sure. I find even this week I had a bunch of social events. Mm. So I was out for dinner three nights in the in a row, mm. which to me is a lot. It's a lot. And it doesn't even mean I was eating the, like, terrible foods in that time. Mm. Um, and then the fourth night was a Saturday night, and my friend asked to go for dinner, and I said, you know what, let's just make dinner. And she's like, come on, it's the weekend, don't feel bad. I'm like, I absolutely do not feel bad. I don't feel great. Yeah. And for me, it's not about feeling guilty about making the wrong choices. Yes. It's about feeling really good in your body mm -hmm. and having energy to do whatever you want. Like food for fuel. Exactly. That's what it is. So speaking of snacks, yeah. what are a few good snacks that you'd recommend to people? Okay. So I feel like we kind of have this weird idea of snacks that mm. our society created. Yeah. Um, and it means, like, I feel like people think, okay, a granola bar, a muffin. Yeah. For me, I'm also all about having mini meals as snacks. Oh my God, that's such a good tip. So that way you're still getting your protein, your fat, your greens, um, just not in as big of a portion. And mm. that, to me, will like help fuel you. So, so for me, yeah, an, example an example would be, like a few paleo chicken meatballs that I make with even like a little bit of sweet potato. Mm -hmm. That can eat, that to me could be a snack. I could have some lentil soup as a snack. I could have um, a hard boiled egg and an apple as a snack. 
So for me, my whole focus is always trying to pair um, a fat, a protein, a carb. So that's always at the back of my head when I'm choosing a snack. That's a really, really good tip. And I think it makes things easier for people as well because, I mean, that way you just prepare your square meals and then you just, I guess, portion it out for yourself when you feel like having a snack. For sure. And I also feel like the moment you're starving for a, for a snack, um, you're already too hungry. So my whole focus is to make sure that you're eating enough throughout your three meals and that snacks are almost just filler. Mm. Like I could sometimes go a day without snacks because I'm eating properly at my meals. Right. Okay, good to know. So I, while we're on this topic, I also wanted to ask you about intermittent fasting. Yeah. How do you feel about it? What are your thoughts? All that kind of okay. stuff. Okay, so my main thought when I hear someone doing it... Wait, what is intermittent fasting for people who don't oh, know? Oh, <laughs> intermittent fasting means that you're not eating from like 8 to 16 hours of time to really give your body a chance to utilize, um, utilize the almost like the calories and the food in their body and burn that as fat. Mm. And it helps balance your blood sugar levels. It helps balance um, – I just lost my train of thought. It helps um, use, like, your glycogen stores, which mm-hmm. means that when you eat carbohydrates, for example, mm-hmm. if you're not using it all, um, it gets stored as fat. Mm-hmm. So – and it gets – stored in different places in your body. So when you're fasting, it actually encourages your body to you, to start burning that um, as fat and as fuel. So it's actually not a bad thing. It's really important with someone even who has like diabetes. It's great for someone who's trying to lose weight. Mm-hmm. There's definitely so many, um, so much, so much research about it and benefits. Mm-hmm. My concern is no one knows how to do it properly and people turn to it as a trend. So someone could be eating quite poorly throughout the day, but then they decide, okay, I'm not going to eat after 5 p.m. and I'm going to only start eating the next day at 10 a.m. and that's considered a fast. Um, The issue is if you're not eating properly, fasting is not the number one thing that you should be doing in general. Mm -hmm. I see some of my clients, like they they ask, can I start fasting? I'm like, relax, like start focusing (laughs) on Let's get the basics right first. Yeah, like you got to drink water before you think you can fast. Um, So things like that. Another fasting myth that people people still have in their head that they'll lose weight if they eat less. Mm. So a lot of people think it means, okay, this means I get to skip breakfast, skip my morning snack, and by default, I'm going to consume less calories. It actually doesn't work like that. You could still consume the exact same amount of calories, but to do it in an appropriate time block. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know if that answers your question. Like I think if someone's doing it properly so many benefits. My concern is that people don't really know why they're doing it and they're doing it because they think it's a quick weight loss uh, tool. I think, yeah, you definitely answered the questions and I think you like that, that myth buster you just did was great because I think like I hear so many times like two ends of the spectrum where it's like, oh, it's calorie restriction or I can eat whatever shit I want because I fasted, you know, and it's like, it's, that's just not the point. And I find that some people obviously function in extremes. It's mm-hmm. actually way easier than being moderate. Yeah. And people will go on these juice cleanses or fast. And what happens is it slows down your metabolism. Mm-hmm. And then the moment you stop fasting, you tend to binge. And then you end up overeating um, more than you would have to begin with if you weren't fasting at all. Yeah. So it's all about sort of knowing yourself. So for me, 
I don't say that I'm fasting, but I do try to eat dinner reasonably early. And then it, that is considered a fast. If I yeah. stop eating by 8 o'clock and I start um, eating it in the next morning at 10 a.m., for example, that's a fast. Totally, yeah. It's just it's just giving your body a break. And yeah. Like, but, I mean, you still have to treat it right, I guess. Yeah, you know, it's, like, exactly. important. So... I get so intense talking about this. Like. Oh, I think, I mean, it's important <laughs> that you do, though, because I think it's so important that people educate themselves before being like, oh, intermittent fasting, like, what a trend, you know? Yeah. And I think it's so important yeah. that people like you who are educated in this area speak about it with, like, passion and, you know? <laughs> the, the issue is when you hear about trends, they all start with a little bit of research. Mm. So it's easy to say, that's stupid, that's silly. It all starts with something, so I think it's important to understand why someone would do something to begin with. Right. So speak to me about juicing, because you just brought it up, yeah. and I want to get your thoughts. Like, I feel like it's not as trendy as it used to be, but like, what are your thoughts? Okay. So just to get specific here, um, a juice means that you're extracting the fiber and the pulp from, from a fruit or vegetable, and you're just getting the liquid, mm-hmm. which means that you're left with the nutrients, and that goes directly into your bloodstream. Um, the thing is, it's not a meal replacement because you do need to have, as I said before, some fat, protein, carbs, fiber mm-hmm. um, in order to get full. So the whole purpose to begin with was to help take a load off of your body. Mm-hmm. So when I think about a juice, I really love 100% green juices or green juices sweetened with a little bit of juice mm-hmm. um, because that means that you're getting 100% of the nutrients from a given vegetable. Mm. So let's say you ate a bowl of kale. Chances are you're on your phone as you're eating it, and you're not chewing properly, and you're not actually chewing your kale until it turns into a paste. Any food that you're eating has to actually be chewing. You got to chew it into into a paste to absorb the nutrients. Okay, wow. Because if you're not chewing it, your body actually can't digest it properly and you're not going to absorb the nutrients. So that's why something like a smoothie is amazing because it's blended so, so fine. So you're actually forced to absorb the nutrients. Something like a juice, however, could even be better because there's no fiber getting in the way. You're just absorbing the nutrients. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? It does, yeah. So a juice for that reason could be so healthy for you. Mm -hmm. The issue is as they became trendy, people started forgetting why they're healthy to begin with. So all these juice companies have all these fruit juices and a green juice, which is pretty – that has mostly fruit in it. And the, the concern is it's still full of sugar. Mm-hmm. And even though you could be juicing um, an orange, an apple, all of these berries, which are so healthy for you, you wouldn't want to eat like five oranges in a row. You just would know not to. Yeah. However, with a juice, you could end so up eating like that. four different fruits in one serving and still be starving afterwards. Yeah. And then I've also heard that because like the way your body breaks down fruit though, it's like it needs the fiber to like not spike your blood sugar as yeah. much. So is it, like yeah, is that exactly. right? I'm not sure is that right? No, exactly. That's anytime you eat something, mm. you kind of need it to be you need it to have a little bit of fiber or mm. fat to break down at a slower rate. If you're just having a fruit on its own or any type of any type of a carbohydrate on its own, it's going to spike your insulin levels. Mm-hmm. 
Good to know. And it's going to impact your blood sugar levels. Yeah, yeah. So, okay, so yeah, like basically not a meal replacement. It's not a meal replacement. But something you have in like tandem with your food. Yeah, and for me, like if sometimes, let's say beet juice for example, there's so many, so many benefits in there. Mm. Um, so I'm not opposed to having a beet juice or a carrot juice once in a while. It's more of an issue when someone thinks it's healthy and has it every single day. Totally, yeah. I mean, in moderation. Yeah. Like, just, yeah. Everything in moderation. But in general, I'm all about smoothies over a juice. I love a good smoothie. Every morning, I have to start my day off with <laughs> a smoothie. Still in the winter? Yeah, like, I just, I love it. Now, I'm thinking about what I should replace it with because it's gotten pretty cold. But I don't know. It's just, like, my ritual in the morning. No, I like it. For, like, afternoon, it. rather. It's so good. Yeah. Um, okay, so I also wanted to talk about gluten because, yeah. you know, there's... Like, okay, is it good? Is it bad? Like, is it suitable? So I know some people are, of course, like gluten sensitive, gluten intolerant. So what are what is your take on gluten? Okay, so my take on gluten is, as I keep saying, everything in moderation. Yeah, is that it's it's actually not the best thing to be having. Mm-hmm. I feel like we've um, gotten used to having carbs which usually contains wheat and gluten Mm. at most meals. And it is very inflammatory in the body. So the issue is a lot of people hear that and then they choose gluten-free products, which are usually made with corn, which also create inflammation in your body. So I think it's really understanding that um, gluten could sometimes be okay, Mm -hmm. uh, but be mindful and see how often you're having it. Because... The reason we have so many allergies now is gluten sneaks into everything. So when I think of gluten, I think of bread or pasta. Um, but for people who are buying a lot of products, gluten gets sneak like snuck into everything. It's in salad dressings. It's in, it's in literally like every single product. You have to be so careful to read labels. I yeah, like. you just really, really need to be careful. And yeah, then, uh, yeah, like the, what you said about gluten-free products. I mean, again, like read the labels because sometimes it's almost worse for you. Yeah, I also believe that there's better forms of gluten. So I wouldn't personally purchase white bread, mm-hmm. but I'll buy spelt flour or spelt bread, and that is gluten. But because uh, it's less processed, it's easier to digest and absorb. Good tip. Yeah, so I'm always looking for, if I'm going to have gluten, really good sources. Have you heard of sprouted bread? Mm-mm. So sprouted bread means the grains have been soaked before baking. Mm. So there's this brand, Stone Mill Bread. It's yes, not gluten-free, but I always have that. I find that it doesn't create as much bloating for me because the grains have been soaked. So even though it's gluten, it's really good quality. So it's easier to digest and it's not going to create as much inflammation. That's a really, really good tip. Thanks. Um, so I'm going to ask you kind of a selfish question mm-hmm. because we talked about <laughs> inflammation. Yeah. Do you have like maybe two or three anti-inflammatory foods that you could recommend? Okay. So I think number one super basic is hot water with lemon and ginger. Mm-hmm. That to me is my go-to if I feel like I've, I'm bloated or I had too much to eat. That to me is a staple. Um, uh, you could have it first thing in the morning and Mm -hmm. it kind of helps kickstart your day. But even after like a heavy meal, if you're feeling bloated or puffy, really good hack to have. Amazing. So good. Like bonus if you could, if you could add in some ginger. Yeah. Two would actually be a green juice, like a hundred percent green juice. 
Um, there's so many different places that offer them now. What Just, are the ingredients to look out for, though, in a green juice? Um, look out for added sugar. So they don't usually add in, like, a syrup or something like that. No, no, no. I mean, like, what are the ingredients that we should, like, oh, in a green juice? It. Like, So I like seeing kale, spinach, um, added bonus if there's some lemon and ginger in there. Um, really, anything, any leafy green okay. is great. Amazing. Okay. Yeah. Leafy greens. Really good. So guys, we don't like inflammation. We don't and like inflammation. This is this is a very, very <laughs> good tip. The the ginger situation, I'm gonna be on that. <laughs> I also feel like anything that has a natural probiotic is key. So something like sauerkraut, um, kimchi, those are foods that are fermented mm -hmm. and they create natural probiotics in the body. I love it. So if I'm having a chicken stir fry, for example, sometimes I'll add in some kimchi to enhance the taste, create a bit of spice, and also help with inflammation. Amazing. So speaking of probiotics, yeah. since we're going down this path, <laughs> um, talk to me about like like you know I guess I guess additional probiotics like the ones you take. How yeah. do you feel about them? Okay, I am a huge advocate for probiotics. Mm. So maybe I'll give like a little bit of information for yes. anyone who doesn't yes. understand. Mm -hmm. So. As humans, we have good bacteria and bad bacteria in our body. So we have both, and it's fine that we have both. Mm -hmm. um, but anytime we're stressed, anytime we drink alcohol mm -hmm. or are exposed to pollution, um, have an argument, that creates bad bacteria in your body. Yeah. So a lot of it's out of our control. Mm -hmm. We could end up having bad bacteria mm -hmm. and it increases and outweighs the good bacteria in our body. Mm -hmm. The issue is um, our gut is kind of like our second brain yeah. that the moment there's more bad bacteria than good bacteria, we're prone for illness, disease. Um, that's when we get like cold and flus. That's when we get sick. Mm -hmm. And that's why it's super important to make sure that we have enough good bacteria. Okay. So even outside of our immune system, our gut is responsible for so much. It's responsible for mood. It's responsible for bowel health. It's really so connected to every part of our it's body. Yeah. It's everything. So in our day and age, like everyone's stressed, everyone, um, like a lot of people drink some alcohol, which is fine. Some people have processed foods. And that outweighs the good bacteria in your body. So a supplement usually has way more probiotics than having something like yogurt or sauerkraut or um, kombucha. Mm -hmm. So it's definitely great to supplement with foods, but for a lot of people, it's really important to supplement with a probiotic. So someone who really needs a probiotic is someone who has who suffers from allergies someone who's been on antibiotics because that literally wipes the good bacteria out of your system. That's amazing. So yeah, even if people yeah. get like UTIs, uh, people who get colds all the time, people who have eczema, like that to me is my cue. Like you gotta, you gotta work on your gut. That's really, really, I mean, I, I think that's such a holistic understanding about probiotics. Like I, I love that you gave that little explanation. So there's so many probiotics and how, like, how do you recommend someone finds a good one, you know, amidst the bullshit? Yeah. So that one, that question's a bit tough because everyone's specific, everyone has different needs. Mm -hmm. So I would say if someone's listening to this and they're like, crap, I have those things, um, go to a health food store and ask 
just the person working there, like what are your top three brands and why? Mm -hmm. Most brands that you reach out to are willing to give their their clinical research. Mm -hmm. And I usually look for brands that have a few different strains of probiotics. Um, like the main ones are lactobacillus acidophilus. Um, and what's the other one? Lactobacillus, having a blank here. Uh, maybe I'll give it to you to put in yeah, the notes yeah. or something. Um, so those are the two that are always in a really good quality probiotic. Okay. So if you pick one up, you'll see that they range in number. Mm -hmm. So if someone just needs something baseline, they could get something like, can I say brands on here? Like HMF Forte, which mm -hmm. I think is like 5 billion um, CFU. Mm -hmm. um, someone who's been on, on antibiotics needs mm -hmm. something much stronger, like 25 billion to 50 billion, even 100 billion. So it really depends what the person's going, um, kind of going after and yeah. like the ways they want to support themselves. Amazing. Really, really good tips. Okay. So say someone wants to lose five pounds. Yeah. What's a healthy way to go about doing it? Okay. So if someone wants to lose five pounds, I'd first find out like what their current diet is. Mm -hmm. The whole thing is you kind of need to shock your metabolism and do something a bit different. So oh, okay. for me, I'm 5'1", I work out, I eat well. Unfortunately for me, it's going to be way more challenging to lose five pounds than it would be for the average person. Mm -hmm. Not unfortunate, like I feel good in my body, but just it really yeah. depends on someone's baseline diet and physical activity. Mm -hmm. So I would say number one, start moving and sweating and working out. Mm -hmm. So work out at least three times a week, like three to five times a week, and start eliminating sugar from your diet. Like if someone tells me they're drinking pop, like you could cut out pop and lose five pounds just like that. So it really depends where the person is in their in their wellness with their diet. Okay. Can you give me more of a specific okay. example? I could Well, that could was going to be my next question. <laughs> so let's talk about Megan. Okay. okay. She's a girl that I just made up. And <laughs> Megan go. works in the financial district. Stress eats pizza pizza a little too often and has a ton of after work social obligations that have her drinking. So what are a few tips you could give her specifically? Okay. So I always say not to focus on the symptoms. So mm -hmm. the symptoms in this example would be like the party and the pizza. Mm -hmm. So the issue is if you tell Meg, what's her name, Meg? Meg, Megan, yeah. Megan, Wait, let's Meg call her Megan. Meg, yeah. Okay, my girl, Our girl Meg. Meg, yeah. <laughs> If I told her, don't eat the pizza and stop drinking, that would probably be manageable for like five days. Mm -hmm. And then maybe she'd break. So what I would say is make sure you're eating enough fat, protein, greens throughout the day. So don't skip your meals. So Meg, if you're listening, I want you to have a really good source of protein in the morning. So that could be having like a green smoothie for breakfast Lunch, you could make like a big salad um, with a little bit of quinoa, some chicken, some salmon, something like that. Mm -hmm. Make sure not to skip the dressing. I want to see like olive oil, lemon juice, salt, and pepper. Um, have a healthy snack for in the afternoon. So that could be a couple hard-boiled eggs, for mm -hmm. example. Um, maybe some sliced apple with nut butter. Um, make sure that you're eating a dinner that you actually enjoy and feel satisfied from. So then you get to the bar and maybe it's, you don't even want to be there, but it's a work obligation. 
I would ahead of time just set a limit for yourself. So totally fine if you don't want to drink at all. Maybe you could just, just for something to do, always have like a soda with some fresh lemon or lime in your hand just so you feel like you're fitting in a little bit. Because mm-hmm. sometimes it's just wanting to It's just about having like a drink in your hand. Yeah. Like it's literally all that it is sometimes. For sure. But sometimes like for me, like I'm a casual drinker. I like having for sure. like one drink, but I find that once I'm out and about, I stop thinking about it and my one could go to three so mm-hmm. quickly. So I would set like a number ahead of time of what makes sense for you. If you know you always drink, you don't have to tell yourself, okay, now I'm not drinking at all because then that's too extreme and you might be like, screw this and you'll end up having five. Yeah. So I would give yourself a number you're comfortable with that feels safe Mm -hmm. um, and I would eat ahead of time. It depends how many social obligations you, if Meg has. Yeah. So let's say she has five commitments that week. I would say pick one or two that you're going to eat at and the other times eat ahead of time and even like pack like a healthy snack in your purse and have that in the moment if you feel like you're really hungry. So I'm all about not depriving yourself and just trying to be really realistic. I think that's really, really good because I think so many times, like I can relate to this, like when I was in college, I'd be like, oh, I need to lose some weight. And then like I go cold turkey for a few days and I'm like, screw it, like bring on everything, Yeah, you know? So I think that's a really good, smart approach for anyone who's, I guess, like trying to clean up their diet a little bit, not deprivation, basically. Maybe a little bit more specific. I feel like I told you like everything in moderation, but it didn't actually answer the question necessarily. So when, what I mean by like lunch, for example, a fat, a protein, a carb, mm-hmm. I would say have like a piece of chicken breast, one piece of salmon, five to six pieces of shrimp, mm-hmm. um, something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't have to overdo it with the protein. Okay. And then in terms of greens, make sure you're creating a salad that really is delicious. Like put spinach in there, put kale, you could even roast veggies to add some like substance to it. Yeah. Your carbohydrate doesn't have to be the main event. You could even put in like a couple tablespoons of um, quinoa or a few cubes of sweet potato. Mm. And with dressing, you want to have like one to two tablespoons and that's it. It's really easy to go overboard with fat because it's good for you. Yeah, that's amazing, amazing tips. So also I wanted to touch on fiber because fiber is like... You know, it's. I think it's having a moment right now. Like, this <laughs> is like. I mean, it's great. Like, I think it's 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 so important. But how much should someone be having a fiber? And like, what are some of your favorite sources? Okay, so I'm trying to think, and you're catching me off guard. And this is such a common sense question for me. I would say around like 30 grams, 15 to 30 grams of fiber per day. Okay. To be honest, I might be lying a little bit right now because, (laughs) I don't know, maybe I'm nervous, I don't know. Um, Okay, so fiber means, fiber is indigestible. So what that means is it's helping you get full, Mm -hmm. it binds to cholesterol, removes it from your body, and it doesn't, it almost gets like eliminated from the carb count. Mm -hmm. So let's say you have um, a bowl of pasta and let's say it's 30 grams of carbohydrates and there's 15 grams of fiber. That means you actually get to subtract the fiber from the carbs and you're left with 15 grams of carbohydrates. Mm -hmm. So the trick of adding fiber means that you're not going to be absorbing like all of the carbohydrates. 
So great sources of fiber include my top ones are chia seeds mm-hmm. and flax seeds. Amazing. So those I put in my smoothie. I make chia seed pudding uh, with almond milk. I will put it on a salad. Super easy for me to get that into my diet. Mm-hmm. I'll have crackers that are like high in fiber. You know those Gigi crackers? I'm obsessed with them. They like they don't even taste great, but they're so high in fiber. Well, like they're like a base almost. Like exactly. I just like put a bunch of shit on it, and then like I can't even taste. Like yeah, okay, they taste like cardboard if you're eating them just like that, but that's not what they're for. Exactly, and you really need fiber to lose weight. And that's like a key one. Mm -hmm. So the issue is if someone's calorie counting, they could be eating like barely any calories, but if they're not eating fiber, it makes it really challenging to lose weight. Fiber is always going to come from like fruits and vegetables um, and uh, whole grains as well. I feel like for so long, we kind of had in our head that like oatmeal is the best source of fiber. That's like a little bit of a myth. It does have fiber, definitely not the best source. Yeah, I I mean, if you just look at it, you can see that it's just not as high in fiber as like people initially thought. Yeah. So um, I have a question. What are your tips for someone who's looking to stay healthy while dining out? Um, okay, so number one, go to restaurants that have good quality ingredients. Like... That's number one. Mm-hmm. So if you're dining out, it, it depends kind of your goals when you're going out for dinner. Let's mm-hmm. say you're really trying to keep it clean by having a protein, fat, um, greens. Mm-hmm. For me, I'd probably go to a restaurant, order a soup to start, mm-hmm. and have um, salmon and like salad for dinner and make sure to put like a good quality olive oil dressing on it. I would say to skip the app and just get your main. A lot of people are like, you know what? I want to indulge. I'm going to get pizza. I'm going to get pasta. That's fine. But then don't get an appetizer and don't get dessert. Because if you are at home, like you're not making all of these appetizers and desserts at every meal. And then if you're left with a stomachache, like that's not even enjoyable anyways. So I would say if you want the, the main course, fine. Um, but don't get an appetizer or dessert. Mm -hmm. And for me, like I'm always, I always avoid potatoes usually at a dinner. Let's say like someone orders salmon and like I find out what it comes with. Often it Mm -hmm. comes with potatoes. I say, Hey, can I get more vegetables instead? So I try to limit that carbohydrate usually. Yeah. It's a really good tip, especially if you eat out a lot. Mm -hmm. Like I think, you know, you, you can just end up overindulging all the time and then your stomach hurts so much. So this is like really, really like it's smart, smart advice. So I'm just always looking for a vegetable and a protein. That's sort of like number one. Yeah. Yeah. That's really good. Okay. So getting back to you specifically, um, I know you gave me an outline of what you eat in a day, but can you get really specific? Like what are your meals? Okay. Walk me through a day in Jordana's life. (laughs) So in the morning, I usually, when I wake up, I have like water with lemon or just a glass of water. Mm -hmm. I never have anything before I have a glass of water. That's number one. When we're sleeping, we are naturally dehydrated. We use our excess resources. We wake up naturally dehydrated. Mm -hmm. So always, always, always glass of water. Then I usually have a cup of coffee Mm -hmm. and I either put in unsweetened almond milk in it or Mm -hmm. I have a bulletproof coffee. 
So that's coffee blended with a little bit of ghee, MCT oil, and collagen. Mm -hmm. If I'm having the Bulletproof coffee, the purpose of that is to help fuel me for a couple of hours. So if I have a Bulletproof coffee, I eat breakfast like two hours later. Mm -hmm. If I don't, which was this morning, I had breakfast with my coffee. So I usually keep it carb-free, mm-hmm. and I usually make like a low-sugar smoothie, um, or I do, I often have eggs. Okay. So I'll either do like two eggs with, I'm so weird, I'll have like salad for breakfast, I'll make like Israeli salad, chopped cucumber and tomato, mm-hmm. or I'll do like a big veggie omelet. Okay. I'll like max two yolks, and then if I want more protein, I'll add some egg whites in there. And what about your smoothie? What does that look like? So smoothie, what I always do is have frozen cauliflower zucchini in my freezer um, instead of using ice cubes. And that makes it like full of fiber and makes it creamy. For everyone listening, you don't taste it. Like it tastes, it still tastes delicious. I'm going to try and it. And then I'll, you've never done that? No, I've never put, like I do kale or like shocked. spinach. Yeah, I know. Okay. I've just never done like cauliflower zucchini, but like oh, I saw your smoothie recipe, the chocolate one. Yeah. On, was it your stories or your feet? I don't remember, but it looked so good. Okay. So if you're listening in the summer, I usually do raw cauliflower zucchini mm-hmm. in the winter. I find like my body doesn't respond as well to cold. So if you're prone to getting bloated, Mm -hmm. steam the vegetables first and then freeze them. Super helpful tip. And that will give you tons of fiber in your smoothie. Mm -hmm. So I usually do like half a cup of the frozen cauliflower, Mm -hmm. half a banana, handful of spinach, um, almond milk, cinnamon, vanilla protein powder, sometimes chocolate. Yeah. Um, And then I could do like a superfood. So I'll add in a little bit of maca, ashwagandha, some type of herb that kind of helps manage stress. Mm -hmm. And then I like to add in, did I say a fat yet? No. Always a fat. So I'll add in like nut butter, chia seeds, flax, or frozen avocado. Amazing. Okay. And then lunch? Lunch. Or snack, I guess. Um, Snack, if I'm hungry, sometimes I'll do like a rice cake or a couple rice cakes with almond butter and a low sugar jam. Mm -hmm. Um, Jam naturally is going to have sugar because it comes from fruit. I like this brand called Crofters. Okay. Um, and it's just like pure fruit spread. So I'll do that. Um, sometimes I'll have, like I said before, like some leftover like healthy chicken fingers mm-hmm. with some roasted broccoli. I know it sounds random, but I'm into it. Sounds good. Um, sometimes a protein bar if I'm in a rush. Then for lunch, I usually try to do some type of bowl. So my bowls, if you follow me on Instagram. And you guys, <laughs> I'm like obsessed. I always get meal inspo from you. Thank you. I usually do a salad, but not just like your, your typical salad. I'll have a bed of lettuce, add in some roasted like cauliflower or broccoli, mm-hmm. some chicken, usually a dollop of hummus and a dressing. Mm-hmm. So whatever I'm in the mood for, I'll just put into the bowl. If I have some leftover chickpea pasta, I'll like add it into my salad. Kind of like a Whole Foods type of salad bar yeah, situation. Yeah, yeah, okay. That's a, yeah, that's really good. Um, afternoon, I don't usually have a snack. It depends mm-hmm. if I'm in the mood for it or hungry. Um, but I'll often make like a tea latte. Okay. So I don't have a second cup of coffee, but I often have a matcha latte in the afternoon. Mm-hmm. Um, or, I don't know, like something warm. 
And do you just make that with like almond milk? Yeah. So I use, um, I kind of rotate between my matcha powders, but I do a teaspoon of matcha, um, half a teaspoon of raw honey, a couple cups of unsweetened almond milk, mm-hmm. and I just blend it all up with a scoop of collagen. Ooh, that sounds delicious. It's, it's yummy. Okay. And then dinner. Dinner. Um, I usually have some type of protein, like salmon, um, chicken, shrimp, something like that. And I usually have a bunch of different veggie options. Mm -hmm. Like I'll make like spiralized zucchini noodles with tomato sauce and have a salad on the side, roasted veggies. Um, usually I often do have a carb actually, like I'll have some sweet potato, some brown rice, something like that. And I'm a huge soup person. Oh, the base is mostly veggies. So I somewhere in the day, like I have soup. I love soup. It's so good. It's it's like my favorite thing. It's so good. Like this time of year comes around and I'm literally like the most excited human being on right? earth because I'm like, it's soup season. I actually try to make a soup once a week to have same, on hand. Same. I made French onion yesterday. Oh, it was heaven. so good. Like so I'm, good. I'm obsessed. Like I love a good soup. Um, and your thing, you're just your little... like a walk through your day shows that like healthy food just is never boring like you just have so many options I'm never bored by the food I'm eating yeah no you shouldn't be Mm -hmm. like it just doesn't have to be like iceberg lettuce no I hate (laughs) iceberg lettuce disgusting it's just like not good at all (laughs) okay tell me about your morning routine okay so morning routine I've become a morning person over the past couple of years because I'm obsessed with the morning. It's so fun. It makes me like feel so good. So I try to wake up in the summer. I was waking up at 630 Mm -hmm. between six and 630. Now Mm -hmm. I'm waking up closer to seven just, just because there's less light. I find it a bit easier. It's a little harder to wake up early. I mean, you wake up, I would do like 536 before, but now like waking up at six, even it's just like, it's not, it's not nice in the, I don't know, like the, the light really has got me screwed up. For sure. So I wake up, I don't snooze, I get out of bed at around 7 and wash my face, do all of that. I feel like my skin stuff is its whole other routine. Yeah, man. Um, Speaking to the choir, <laughs> preaching to the choir. And then first thing I do, as I said, is have um, a glass of water mm-hmm. and I turn on my salt lamp and I put in essential oils in my diffuser. What's a salt lamp? So a salt lamp comes from like Himalayan salt. It's mm-hmm. really just like a block of salt. It's like bright orange mm-hmm. and there's a light inside. Okay. Um, to be honest, I don't know if it's the best thing in the world. Like I can't say it's supposed to have all these health benefits like neutralizing like negative ions in your energy mm-hmm. and helping like combat like sketchy energy from your computer, your phone, mm-hmm. and it's supposed to purify the air. I don't know if that's true, but I can't stop using it because it creates such a zen environment. It's one of those things, like, I don't care if it works. Like, yeah. it feels good it just, to me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Every morning it has to be on. Yeah. And then my diffuser. Uh-huh. Do you have a diffuser? No, but I want one so that, bad. That's insane that you don't have one. I know. I feel like I'd be, like, your, the person you'd <laughs> expect to have a diffuser. I know I need to get one. So diffuser is like this little thing of water you add in your favorite essential oil Mm -hmm. and it just infuses your space um with oil so usually in the morning I'll it depends on my mood if I'm like really alert and just ready to get down to business I'll put in like a peppermint because that's almost like 
they say like having a cup of coffee yeah and if I'm just having more of a zen chill mood I'll put in some lavender Mm -hmm. and it really just creates like a a comforting healthy space then I'll drink I'll make my coffee and I usually take like 10 to 15 minutes I sound like such a weirdo right now I'll sometimes put on some jazz music I love it (laughs) I'll just like sit on my couch sip my coffee um, oh, and just chill. So nice, yeah. Um, I feel like I've had so much on my plate the past like six weeks. So I've been answering emails at the same time, which mm-hmm. if I could avoid it, I do. Yeah. Um, and before the six week mark, I was writing my journal every morning, the five mm-hmm. minute journal. So I'm trying to get back into that. It really helped like set myself up for success. Yeah, I but love my five minute journal. I feel like my main thing in the morning is like. I can't just start the day and I can't just leave my house. Like I'm the same. Like, like I need my same. time. Yeah, I I think like I remember before I would just get up and like rush out of the house and I feel like I'd have a high level of anxiety. I just For feel sure. like you know, like leaving the house, but ever since I got into like a proper morning routine where it's just like I take that time, I think you look forward to the mornings. I I die for the morning. Yeah. And something I say to my friends and like clients I always ask them, like, what's your level of stress when you get out of bed? Because realistically, we should be at, like, a zero or a Mm -hmm, one. mm -hmm. And most people get out of bed and they're already at a six. So if you don't kind of get grounded, you're going to be stressed by 9.30 a.m. in the morning. Yeah. So it's super, super important to get grounded. Even, like, my clients who are mothers who have, like, three kids running around the house with, like, screaming husband. Like I say, take five minutes and just give back to yourself to get grounded before the day starts. Yeah, it's, it's amazing. Okay. So um, you do your jazz music emails and then you're off for the day? Um, so it depends on the day. Sometimes mm-hmm. I do a morning workout. Otherwise, mm-hmm. I get my best work done in the morning. So mm-hmm. I try to work like three hours in a row with my breakfast. So mm-hmm. from like 7 to 10, I'm usually on my computer answering emails, doing work. Um, before the day starts. Yeah, yeah, I, I'm, I'm the same way, so I completely get it. Yeah, I don't like just getting out of the house first thing in the morning unless I have to. Yeah, I like schedule my meetings usually for the afternoon for that reason. Mm-hmm. Like I'll do everything after my workout because I feel like I just need that time to like do my best work and ground myself before I get going with the day. So right. I feel like we're on the same page. Okay, so before we wrap, tell everyone where they can find you. Okay, so you could find me on Instagram. My handle's iheartnutrition. Um, with no E, so H-A-R-T, and I have a blog, iheartnutrition.com. And you guys should be following her and go to her blog because she has the <laughs> best recipes. They're so, so, so good. You make me hungry every time I go to your page. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Thank you so much, Jordana. Thanks for having me.